0: Welcome to Multifamily AP 360, the show where we discuss 360-degree views on mindset, passive, and active multifamily investment. If you're looking for tips and strategies, or just want to learn from the experiences of others, both good and bad, then listen on. This is Multifamily AP 360 with your host, Ramakrishna Chunchu.
1: Today's our guest is Tiffany Mittal from Utility Ranger. Welcome, Tiffany. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing wonderful. How are you?
1: Yeah, doing great. Thank you. Thank you for joining. And a little bit about Tiffany. Tiffany Mittal has worked in the multifamily real estate industry for over 13 years, both as an owner-operator of multifamily apartments and as an executive in property technology known as PropTech. She has led massive growth in multiple prop tech startups, both in utility billing and payments technology. In 2020, she launched her own prop tech startup, Utility Ranger, a tenant utility billing software company. In 2021, Tiffany pitched her own new startup to 10X Incubator led by Grant Cardone and Jared, and they offered her a deal of lifetime on the spot. Now partnered with the 10X Incubator team, by Project 10K, Tiffany launched our own new prop tech startup with her new partners in February 2023. So with that, Tiffany, you want to add anything to your background? Well,
0: I think you said quite a bit of my background already. And I would say, I'm sure just like many of your listeners, like we're owner operators of multifamily at heart, right? My husband and I, we own apartments in San Diego. And we felt some of the same struggles that every other apartment operator feels, you know, and I got into multifamily real estate when I was in grad school. My husband had some apartments I was helping him with. And I realized, you know, the operations are really hard Uh, dealing with onsite managers and bed bugs and all the, you know, fun parts of managing. But what I noticed is we had a big problem with our utilities. We couldn't get the tenants to conserve no matter how much we pleaded with them. We went to all these utility billing service companies, and they pretty much said, "Your 100 units, you're not big enough. And so that's really what kind of spurred me to get into PropTech was out of a need of going to all these providers and realizing as a small operator, you don't have a lot of options. And so I just decided to come out with my own option. And that's kind of how I got into PropTech. And I'm sure I'll go into that a little bit more in detail as we go through this, but you know, multifamily small operators, I think need more technology within their current services operation to make themselves more efficient and really scale their portfolio. And that's what we're hoping to do with our new software company, Utility Ranger.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Before jumping into utility side, I would like to know a little bit more about you as an operator. So what is exactly that you like in multifamily as an operator? What you didn't like, or you know, share me a little bit more about that.
0: Well, my husband, Mark, he grew up in multifamily. His family has a large portfolio in California. And we kind of carved out our portfolio and continue to grow. Separately. But as an operator, it's hard. You don't have a lot of access. No one takes you seriously. Like I mentioned before, unless you kind of the threshold I've noticed is about a thousand units within your portfolio, you can really kind of use the technology available. But as an operator, you know, you have to look at all these different variables coming in, utility rates going up. You know, we said, how do we really dig in and add value? And we had value add properties. And typically you would add value add new countertops, new flooring, new paint, upgrading your units. But that's a lot of money out of pocket too. Like how can you force that appreciation in other ways? You know, I got out of the operations when my husband said, instead of facing the trouble of none of these utility billing service companies servicing us, why don't you go and work for one of them and kind of backdoor the system and maybe they'll take us on as a customer, which is what I did. But it was a really great opportunity for me to kind of move out of operations and move into kind of a vendor role. So that way my husband could focus our operations of our multifamily and then I'd focus on the technology side But we actually just recently moved to Florida about a year ago, and we switched from owner-operators to third-party management, which has been quite a shift. Um, It's always like giving your children to somebody else to raise, like when you've been operating your units for so long. But it's actually been a really nice shift. We've been able to kind of let up on the day-to-day drama of always having things going on at the properties to really shifting our focus on where we want to invest, what type of assets do we want to invest in, and what type of objectives are we trying to receive, whether it's, you know, cap rate returns, things like that. So we've really shifted our focus, which has been helpful, especially moving to a new state. It's much harder to operate when you're not living there.
1: Awesome. So coming back to your latest side. Share me a few case or case studies or scenarios where we can implement these utilities from your experience point of view and also from you know other operators point of view.
0: What was so funny is when I went to go work for one of these utility billing service companies, um, you know, they took us on as a client by default. And I really at the time just thought it was about the utilities, about reducing the expenses. But it wasn't until we did this on one of our properties, it was 36 units in San Diego we saw about 36,000 of additional revenue that year from the utility. So about a thousand dollars a unit per year. And when we went to go refinance that property, Freddie Mac valued our property at a million dollars more just for that 36000 of additional revenue. We were able to get a cash out refinance of $500,000, which then we were able to use that and buy another property. And we said, whoa, like, what would this look like across our portfolio? You know, we had looked at this from the utility side, but not the forced appreciation side, and said, well, we've been buying value add. We should continue to look at value add, but really we should make sure that they're not billing for utilities today. Because when we implement it right away, we'll have an instant lift in valuation and force that appreciation before we've even put any capital into the project. So that's really kind of how I saw the utility building world. It was like the secret of forced appreciation that really rang the bell for us and resonated with us. And then I was really frustrated about, well, if we've done this for our property, like There's so many other owner operators that no one will help today because they don't have a thousand units within their portfolio. They might have 500 units. You could take that same number that I did with 36 units and 36,000 across 500 units and 500,000 of additional utility revenue. And that comes up to $18 million in new forced appreciation from somebody who has 500 units, who still is in that threshold that these property technology companies won't service them. So it's such an opportunity to not only bill your tenants yourself using a platform rather than going to a service provider, but it's really a mechanism to grow your portfolio and a mechanism to grow your wealth and a different tool to have in your tool belt for value-add strategies with no money out of pocket.
1: Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. So if you go by, like, if you, for 36 units, if you save 36K, to go by 6k upgrade is almost 720k almost you know 600k value right mm-hmm. if you yep. go with 5k upgrade it's almost 720k k I mean value yeah. yep So if you have some data or insights can you give me a break up how exactly you can save 36k for 36 units
0: so the easiest formula to do to kind of see what money you could possibly be leaving on the table I always tell people, take the number of units, multiply that by $1,000 a year, which is about $80 a month for water, sewer, trash, pest control probably. That number of units times $1,000, take that total and divide it by your cap rate. Now my cap rate in California is three to four on average, you know, but cap rates around the country are gonna be different. And so take your average cap rate number of units you have times a thousand, and you can see how much money you're leaving on the table. And that's an easy kind of takeaway from anybody who's maybe listening and saying, well, I'm at market rate. You know, I can include my water sewer trash as utilities, but when you really look at the other units in your area, most people are charging separately for the billing. It's kind of like unbundling the rent. You think of all these other industries when there's price commoditization, like the airline industries unbundled their baggage, right? The resorts now are unbundling their resort fees. It's kind of like triple net for commercial space. The future of apartments is really you're renting the airspace and everything else is extra. And you're triple netting your apartments because unless you actually charge for utilities, it's like when you go to a hotel and your shirt's wrinkly, you take your shirt, you put it in the shower, you turn it on hot water and you let it go for as long as you need to, to get the wrinkles out because you don't want to iron it. You don't want to iron it. You know, our residents think the exact same way. Unless they're getting a bill for these water, sewer, you know, kind of master metered utilities, they're super wasteful. We have this resident who kind of triggered this process of events. And she said, oh, my gosh, my neighbor leaves her water on all day. I said, that's not really possible. But we sent our onsite manager in. We found out the neighbor had her shower on and in one of our units and wasn't even home. And when she got back from work, she said well, my dog has anxiety. And if I leave the shower on, then she thinks I'm home and she won't bark and disrupt the neighbors. And I said, you can't just leave your shower on all day while you're at work. That's a lot of water and we're footing the bill for this. And so it's just that slight modification of behavior when your tenants get a bill that changes what they're doing. They're not doing a load of laundry with one piece of clothing in there or running the dishwasher with one plate in there. You know, it's that slight modification of behavior that not only reduces the expenses of these utilities that are very occupant dependent, but what it also does is it gives you that increase of NOI, which actually accelerates that forced appreciation model. And so it's kind of a no brainer. That most people, even though they think they're at market rate rent, unless you're charging $100 more than the going market rate, you're not really at market rate rent. You know, you're probably the same as market rate minus your utilities. You're at least $100 a unit below. So how do you compete in that market? You know, people are much more price conscious. We're in the 90s and early 2000s. It was what amenities do you have? Now it's what's the price? And the amenities and all those come separate. And you can even charge for amenities. You're seeing that today in Class A real estate, which eventually will trickle down to everybody else of uh, this kind of unbundling of fees.
1: Thank you for sharing that insight. So like uh, $1,000 per unit means like 85K, $85 per, even per month. Yeah,
0: yeah on average.
1: Right. On average, right? So what are all things covered like, you know, you mentioned few stuff like pest control and trash and, you know, a few other stuff, right? So water, utilities and, you know, what else, internet also cover part of this one package or?
0: Well, luckily this is just a software. So you can really add and customize every property. So let's say your electricity, and most of the time electricity is gonna be directly connected with with the power provider. But it's the property utilities that come like water, sewer, trash, pest control. People might do a large internet contract and want to, you know, sub out the internet fees. They might want to include that as an amenity fee. You can add any kind of lease charges that you already have within your lease. So they get one consolidated invoice like pet rent, storage, parking, cable, anything that you're currently charging for today along with fields as far as other. So there could be other types of charges you may want to add to it. But you can pretty much add an unlimited number of charges that you want to bill out to your residents. But the most common are going to be water, sewer, trash, pest control, things like that. But the residents get one solid invoice with their rent and all their utility charges. And actually you can pass through the admin fee. So our software is $3 per unit per month. But that is an admin fee that gets passed through to to the resident. The owners become their own utility billing provider. So they can actually increase that $3 fee to $5 or $6 and actually generate revenue, you know, $3 a unit to pay for other hard costs like property management software that you typically can't recover and a bunch of other kind of in-office expenses it takes to run a property that you can cover on a per unit basis if you could make additional revenue on the side of it. So it really is flexible by each portfolio and by each property.
1: Awesome. Thank you. And also like, did you guys do any kind of analysis from versus like class A versus class B versus class C? Would you share any insights around that?
0: I would say most of class A is billing residents today. I would say probably over 80% of them are billing residents today. Yes. That's filtered down into class B, which I would say is definitely up over 60 to 70%. The biggest kind of underserved market are these thousand unit and under mom and pop, or even, you know, 100 units, even like my husband and I with our 100 units. Like there's not a lot of people who are service you today. And so it's the most underserved market. And what I noticed is, this is what you know. the big prop tech companies call the long tail of the market. Like, How do you reach all these people individually? Like, This is sometimes their side gig and they may work a full other day job and they're not advertising on LinkedIn. Hey, I have 50 units on the side. So they don't really know how to reach them, which is why I realized early on that I needed to find a node. And I knew at the time that that node was Grant Cardone. He teaches everybody how to invest in multifamily real estate. He's probably one of the most well-known figures in this space. And so I said, your whole audience is my not only target market, but opportunity for them to grow their own portfolios and most likely don't have access to this technology today. I think his partnership with Utility Ranger is so in line with what he's doing. We just started loading his properties onto the platform you know, and really giving the leg up to democratize this space so small owners can have the same advantage the big guys have had. But yeah, I mean, as the lower you go down market, C, D, most of our tenants, they have some kind of Section 8 voucher. And you can definitely, and this is Section 8 in California, but there's no challenges as far as billing them separately, as long as you're putting the right language in the lease. And we give all this kind of sample lease language and introductory letters for residents. We give all that out to our clients to make sure that they have the tools that they need to succeed.
1: Thank you for sharing that. So how exactly you are rolling this stuff, you know, prop tech, you got case study and you started implementing on your own project Mm -hmm. properties. Now you started implementing to other clients, right? Mm -hmm. So and share me that, you know, long-term vision and how exactly you are, you know, executing that plans.
0: Well, I think really the long-term vision of Utility Ranger is to help the small owner, right? Like give them what they need to force the appreciation. What other kind of NOI boosting technologies You know, give them the tools. A lot of these small owners, what they don't realize as well is having access to relationships. So, for example, you know, none of the good deals and getting good multifamily deal flow, none of those good deals are happening on LoopNet. By the time they get to LoopNet, nobody wants them, right? Because they've already gone through everyone. So, you don't have a lot of those relationships. So, we have a lot of affiliate partners. On top of our partnership with Grant and and the 10X Incubator, we have a lot of affiliate partners that not only give deal flow to our customers, but provide access to relationships as well as access to financial products. So not only do you need relationships with commercial brokers to get good deal flow before they hit the market, but you also need relationships with bankers, right? You're not going to just go to a retail bank to do a refinance. You wanna go to a smaller bank and get a relationship and have somebody who understands what value add tools are you adding to increase the value of the property? Once we force that appreciation, let's give you a line of credit on that additional equity or let's give you a refinance product that will help you You know, stabilize your cash flow and access the capital to grow your portfolio. So that's kind of how we're growing. Um, There's lots of other, you know, rangers, I would say in the future. We're working through kind of how we expand the brand to offer all these kind of tools for this same subset of customers. And so I'm very hopeful that we will be along for the ride as we help our clients grow.
1: Okay, awesome. So would you share me any best case study or best experience so far on this one?
0: I would say we recently took over one of the properties or we just kind of loaded it and went through the analysis on one of Grant's properties, actually. And they were already doing a billing program. But even when we kind of dug in and we could see the details of how they're billing now... We were able to actually create another 400000 of forced depreciation just from the one property from increasing, you know, you have a lot of people who do flat fees, right? People do flat fees because either you can't find someone to help you do the rubs or ratio utility billing on your property. So you just say, I'll do $45 a month or $25 a month or whatever it is, but you're not actually fluctuating with the actual bill and you may not even be covering the whole bill because those bills go up over time and it's much harder to change your lease language over time. So that's a great case study where someone's already doing this, but then they're just gonna kind of dial it up and do it better. And that additional revenue that we can create for them is gonna help them access more capital for that property. But across the board, I mean, anyone, it's like free money, (laughs) kind of like you're implementing it, you're forcing the appreciation and then it's just accessing that capital through relationships and we can provide that as well.
1: Yeah, definitely we are increasing. You guys are increasing the value of the property. Yeah. Right, so what stage you guys are engaging and like what is the typical timeline to implement this process?
0: And luckily it's pretty quick and pretty easy. Whenever you have a property, if you have a existing multifamily property or if you're looking at buying a future multifamily property, first thing you should do is see what's going on with your utilities if you're not billing back is you have to do a few things up front. Start number 1, you need to change your lease language today to make sure that all new leases going forward state that residents are responsible for all their utilities. Many times people have in their lease language that residents are responsible for their, you know, electricity and their gas, but you know, the landlord will cover pest control, water, sewer, those kind of things. So you want to change that language that way, any new resident moving in is going to have that language. Even if you rolled out a program or not, you want to have that language in there and you just let them know you are responsible for all your utilities. We will be implementing a RUBS program. Maybe we haven't started it yet, but be expecting a bill in the future. We also tell everyone to do a blanket 30 day notice, 30 day notice of change of terms of tenancy right out the gate. And you blanket the whole property so you don't have to worry about keeping track of everyone's lease expiration date. And some people will get a 30-day notice if they're on a month-to-month lease, and the other people might get six months or seven months notice. But they know that when their lease expires the day after, these new rules for who's responsible for the utilities will change within their lease. And we also give them a introductory letter. It's really important to message to the residents an effort of conservation. We're all doing our part to conserve. We hope to conserve at least 20% of the utility bill by everyone being more accountable for their usage, a very conservation message, a heavy message for the residents. Those are what you should start doing today before you actually implement it. Once you're ready to implement it, it's fairly simple. We help them load the property details onto the platform. It's like a one-time, you know, import where we import all those details. And then month over month, their process is p- pretty easy. You're Getting your water bills and you're entering the current charges of that bill or whatever you're billing for. And you're putting the dates that the bills, you know, are going to be uh, sent to the residents or the service period of the residents. The bills are emailed to the residents with an option to download and print. We all have the little old ladies that don't have emails. So we have the option to print them and download them if we'd like to as well. But they email them to the residents and then they have a payment link they can pay directly from the invoice. But getting it set up and started can happen in a matter of hours. It's very quick setup. It's just making sure that you are setting up your property and have it ready to go. So... You have your lease languages, you've notified people, but engaging with us early, we can kind of help walk clients through that process and really handhold them. So that way they're ready to go and they feel certain on what the next steps are.
1: Awesome. How much did it cost to implement this program?
0: Well, we only charge, there's a $2 and a $3 module. Most people are going to take the $3 module because it's unlimited utilities and charges, but that $3 module, you pay $3 per unit per month. That again gets passed through to the resident. So they pay the admin fee. So it's free for landlords. Um, Like I mentioned before, they can add money to the admin fee to create another revenue stream as well, because they essentially become their own utility billing company, you know, taking that in-house rather than a service provider.
1: So would you also share any challenging experience in implementing this program?
0: I would say it's not challenging to implement it. But there's a little bit of front-end work, like I said, making sure that you have all your current lease information. Some people have all of this information very well organized. Some people don't. you know. So getting that ready so you know, okay, here's all of our property information. You need to know how many people are in each unit. You need to know the size of your units. you know. But other than that, it's really not a problem to implement. It's just making sure that you're preparing in advance. Making sure that you can do this in your area. There's a few areas in the country that you can't do rubs in. Ninety-nine percent of the country, it's not a problem. Few hot spots like Santa Monica, California, and Miami Dade County, Washington DC, North Carolina actually. Why is that? North Carolina, you can do sub metering in North Carolina, but you can't do rubs.
1: Yeah.
0: But almost everywhere else in the country, you can. And so there's just a few hotspots. And as long as you are within your legal means, it's it's not a problem whatsoever. Yeah. And it's simple to implement.
1: Got it. So let's shift towards personal side. Any habits that are helping you to be successful?
0: You know, my husband, Mark, and I, we go walking probably five miles a day, three to five miles. We're really adventurous, maybe seven. Uh, but we walk almost every day because... We kind of run two different sides of the business. He's running the asset management side. I'm running our property technology side. And it gives us time every day to really download, okay, what are we doing? How's our 1031 exchanges going? What other properties are we seeing? You know, who are you bringing on board for Utility Ranger? What's our next, you know, target for maybe an event that we want to go to? It's really getting time to sit down and download and reconnect because my spouse and I, we work, you know, our own swim lanes, but we're still, it's one big business, right? So that's really our habit that keeps us successful is spending a lot of time communicating on what the next steps are.
1: Awesome. Any books that impacted your life?
0: I think one of the Simon Sinek books, Know Your Why, that was one of my favorites. I think 10X by Grant Cardone was another one of my favorites. I read that A long time ago, probably back in 2012 or 2014, and really was inspired by that of how much effort things really take to be successful. But knowing your why and knowing why you're doing something, I think really makes you feel good about what you're putting out there into the world. This was we did it for ourselves because we saw a problem and no one would help us. Once we helped us, we helped my sister who had 12 units in LA, no one would help her. I created an Excel version to make for her. And I said, if I can help her and help people like me, I want to make sure that I can provide real value and yeah. help increase people's profits, increase yeah. their cap rates, you know, increase their property values.
1: Absolutely. Thank you. Awesome books. Yeah. And how can listeners can connect you with your Tiffany?
0: I am on all the platforms, but they're more than welcome to go to Tiffany Mittel. On Instagram, where you can also find Utility Ranger on Instagram, is probably the easiest. Also on Facebook as well.
1: Awesome. And thank you very much, Stephanie. Thank you for sharing uh, about Utility Rangers and best and challenging experiences. Really appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much for having me on.
1: Sure. That's
0: the end of this episode of Multifamily AP 360, but we'd love to continue to help you on your journey. Head to ushacapital.com slash podcast to join our email list for more tips and strategies. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. This is Multifamily AP 360 with Ramakrishna Chunchu. We'll see you next time.